0: Use the code BBQNation at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland. Here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro Dave. Commander Chris, that's who we are here, coming to you from the Turn it don't Burn It Studios here in Portland, Oregon. And also, we're on the Sun. Uh, this says BGQ, but it's BGI Radio Network. <laughs> I don't know where the Q came from. Man. Barbecue. Barbecue, that's we're gonna right. We're going to rename it. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef, the the way beef uh, nature intended for your beef. And we're going to be talking with my good friend Eric G from around the house today about building backyard kitchens how you doing brother good brother thanks for having me on this be a lot of fun it is you know i just realized i got the wrong script here but oh that's okay we always wing it anyway we don't need no stinking script we don't need no stinking script um tis the season now for most people for you and i it's all year long but it's tis the season now to be looking at improvements in the backyard i.e your backyard cooking setup um, I know you're building one. I've already kind of got a setup uh, that I like, mm-hmm. you know, and I can take the moving parts out in the wintertime because of the weather we get here, you yeah. know, and then roll them back down off the deck onto the pad. But if people are looking at getting um, a backyard kitchen, an yep. outdoor kitchen, yep. they're, they're pretty much one in the same. What should they be looking at and what should they have in mind when they are, Uh, getting ready to do that, prepping, so to speak. Yeah,
1: you know, there's kind of two schools of thought. You can either do that kind of raised deck where you're doing a, a framed deck situation with deck boards and that kind of thing, or you're going to do that patio. It's could be concrete, could be stone, could be any one of those things, you know, that's at ground level. So that's kind of your two main schools of thought of how you do it. No matter what, though, if you're building up that outdoor kitchen, and it doesn't matter if it's on that concrete or it's on a raised deck, you really got to frame that area to be able to handle that because you can put out there, you know, countertops, cabinets, things like that out there. You could put thousands of pounds out there. So you need to frame that a little bit differently than you would maybe the rest of the deck to actually be able to support it and not have something that's going to feel bouncy or move around on you or even worse, not hold up.
0: Just a couple of extra cross members would normally do that, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah. You know, like on mine, for instance, uh, when I I, I replaced a lot of, I replaced all the deck boards and then doubled the size of the deck. So what I did was I actually went through and they were two foot on center. So my my cross beams on that, my joists were two feet on center. I doubled up for the whole deck and did 12 inches on center. So I doubled the capacity of that. I had plenty enough on the beam side of it that were holding it up. I just needed to to spread that load out a little bit more, which I did, which means that I can put plenty of people up there for that afternoon party.
0: No more than eight, though, here in the state of Oregon.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> let's not yeah, go into that yeah let's not go into that yeah
0: we're not building covid decks here no folks no I'm,
1: I'm planning beyond that i'm yeah. planning beyond that yeah so that's one of the big keys right there with that but you also got to think about two how you're going to build it and make it sustainable where it's gonna where gonna it's gonna last because for instance i just put down a 50 year warranty decking surface on there one of the new composites called moisture shield it's great well, if that lumber underneath doesn't hold up, doesn't really matter. It's right. like putting a 50-year a paint job on a 1992 BMW. If you haven't got the rest of that put together, it's kind of a <clears> waste.
0: <throat> yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that people need to think about, and we'll get more into the minutia of this, but if you're just going to roll one grill out there, and cook on your Weber, whatever it is, whether it's charcoal or gas, it doesn't matter if you're going to do that, that's fine. But if you're really serious into it, and like you said, you want some, maybe you want a fridge out there. Maybe you want some stainless steel countertops. Maybe, you know, you've got three different cooking services, uh, a flat top included. Well, we'll get to all those a little bit later in the show. Two things that, for me, that are important. You got to think about your power sources yep. and you got to think about your water and then what you're gonna do with the gray water. Yep. Like that. Now you can get real fancy and tap it into your drain lines. Um me, I'm having an extra line uh power line buried and put it out there because it's not quite done at that end, right? Yeah, then, like that. But I am putting power out there like that. And you'd be able to use it for other purposes other than your grills and stuff your cooking services over the course of the year but i think that you know you have to kind of it's kind of like just building part of a house you know you have to start at the bottom it is make sure it's level make sure you've got power and water out there Mm -hmm. and then you can start rolling in your uh whatever devices you want to use yeah
1: like for me i was thinking about doing that and i had an option to put in a sink out there but Really where I would have had to hook it into it. I had to drill through the foundation wall of the house and I would have had probably 50 feet of drain line and water line to put in there. And I just kind of went, you know, for what I'm going to use it for, I can walk into the sink and get there actually in the kitchen a lot easier. Right, Right. Just not going to go with that. And of course we have winters where we have to, to keep that from freezing and all those other things. So I just kind of decided on the water thing. I'm going to let it go. Power, different story plenty of power
0: yeah you got to have the power out there and i don't care if you know pellet grills you got to have electricity to keep them going yep you know gas grills not so much charcoal no
1: Uh, well charcoal a lot of them have electric starts yeah you gotta have
0: that you You know and if you're going to have a rotisserie on any of these you got to have power for that you know flat tops a lot of them have uh they're either gas or they're some sort of um They've got some attachments, again, that you could utilize electricity with. So I think that's very important that people uh, think about that. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about uh, on this lengthy list here is um, they now have covers. You know, they've got these, and I, for the life of me, I can't, I want to say Viking, but that's not it. But they have these covers that you can install that are good all year round. They have automatic closures for the mosquito netting and stuff on the sides. They're quite elaborate. They're not cheap, they're 20 grand or better yep. on some of those. Uh, but if you're going to do that, plot that out. Are you going to use that for your cover for cooking? Or are you going to use that for your cover for sitting and enjoying it? Um, Because you can also put a, you know, if you will, a fire pit, a fire ring in the middle of them. Mm -hmm. um, And, or you can just have it so you can put space heaters in there if you want to use it in the wintertime.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's the thing when you start, when you start talking about that stuff, you really got to start early on in that planning because... If you're gonna have a custom built, it's one thing, but if you're gonna put those kind of things in there, there's so many things you got to consider. Okay, I'm gonna put that cover in. Am I gonna put misters in for the hot summertime? Right. You know, to keep things cool. What happens in the wintertime when I want to use it? You know, am I gonna be under cover? Am I gonna be? You know, like for instance, mine. I've got um, about a third of mine is cover, so all the the kitchen part is gonna be fully under cover, but half of the bar, actually three quarters of the bar, is gonna be out in the sun because. Sometimes you don't want to sit under, under the cover. Right. You want to get some sun while you're sitting out there, and it's an L-shaped bar that I've got. So it's one of those things that I wanted to mix it up. You really got to think about it, because I want to do some screens in there as well with mine, and uh, I've got another little secret we'll talk about with those. Sure. It's kind of cool. You don't have to spend as much on sometimes, but I want to be able to keep a little heat in. Well, I got a heater up there to maybe knock the wind down a notch. Right. But not without closing it in and making it feel like you're just inside another room again.
0: Right. No, I mean, the purpose of doing those is so you get the outside effect. You know, you get the daylight, you get the wind, you get the warmth. Even if you get the chill of a wind uh, Mm -hmm. that's in the fall or the winter, you know, that's really what that is for. I mean, I've seen people in my travels that build those and they'll put a television in them and you can sit out there. It's kind of like an addition to the man cave. Yeah. Where, you know, it's your uh, what do I want to say, auxiliary, if I said that right today. Um Space for people to go out. I've sat in those and watched ball games and stuff when the house was too full.
1: Yeah, my buddy Scotty has got that down in California. He's got his outdoor thing out there. It's covered. He's got a nice big TV up there that's made for the weather. Yeah, you know, and uh, he's good to go with it. And he'll go out there for you know fight night and be watching that out there, barbecue and having friends over and that kind of stuff. Right. And so works out really well. Am I going to put a TV in mine? Yeah, probably. Um it's not in the budget right now. I've got other stuff to do, but do I want to get an outdoor TV to put out there? That'd sure. be great. You can't just throw your regular TV out there. No. It won't last long in the humidity and wind and weather and dirt, but uh, you know, you can get the ones or the cases to put them in to get you there.
0: Yeah. I have uh well, you know what my house is like. So we've got that fireplace under the deck, the covered yep. patio. Yep. Okay. And what I want to do is on that wall next to the fireplace. I want to put an outdoor television there. Really easy to wire in from, because it butts right up against the living room. Yep. So that's easy enough. Okay. Sure. But I want to put that in there so that, because that patio is really big enough to hold a dozen people. Yeah. If you want, you know. So that's where I'd like to put that. Um, Nothing wrong with that, especially if you, you know, like me, I'm into golf. Okay. Yep. So I don't know,
1: it's on the TV up there. I'm it, pretty It yeah, is on kinda... the TV
0: on the wall. But it's Masters weekend. Yeah. And then of course in the summertime you get towards the British Open and the and the US Open and the PGA and all that stuff. So it's a nice place to have a TV so that they're not coming outside to grab their food and then running back in the house all this back and forth. You know, if they if in fact they want to watch. Sure. You know.
1: And it's nice, you know, and it's it's a good way to go with it. You're entertaining out there. If the game's on, it's great because you can keep an eye on that kind of stuff. Because yeah. a lot of times, you know, maybe it's the holidays. You know, maybe it's 4th of July. There's there's a concert on TV or everybody sure. wants to watch something. You know, if you've got a cable provider or, or anything else, you can put the music channel on and right. and have the videos going. So there's a lot of things you can do these days uh, just with streaming. So why not take advantage of that? Well,
0: and, you know, when you're out like me, you're stuck outside cooking. And I don't take that as a slight because I enjoy it. That's yeah. what I do. But when you're out there, you'd like to kind of not have the headphones on, trying to listen it on it, you know, through the, you know, Sirius XM or yeah. whatever free apps. Yeah. You know, you can actually watch it and get into the discussion with people about what's happening on the boob tube. Yep. And it makes it a lot easier. No We're question. talking with Eric G here from around the house. Um, he's one of our partners, our group, our lifestyle partners here on the, on Sun networks. And, yeah. um, you and I started, uh, well, I started before you were born, I'm afraid, but I don't know. <laughs> I just turned 50. So, uh, well, I got a little bit on you a little not, bit, not too much there, yeah. but, um, Eric's show can be here, heard on most of the same stations that, uh, barbecue nation is on. You got it. Yeah. And
1: if not, make sure and contact your station and say, Hey, where's this around the house show at?
0: Yeah. And if they don't give us a call, we'll, we'll fix it. We got people again. We'd like to thank painted Hills uh, for sponsoring this. We're going to take a break here on barbecue nation and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. Hey everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of barbecue nation. It is brought to you in part by painted Hills, natural beef beef. You can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm JT, and today we're talking with my good buddy, Eric G. from around the house. woo If you want to email us, it's really simple. You can go to our website, which is barbecue nation, BBQ nation JT, and there's a thing on there you can send me a message, or you can go to send it to more directly to me, which is info at the cowboycook.com. We also have Facebook, which is barbecue nation JT, and Twitter. I actually use my personal Twitter account more than the barbecue nation or the grilling green one. You'll get my attention faster. So if you want to send me a note there, DM me or something, it's just cow cook 57 how's that simple man yeah i would when who's i he's got the beef now who's got the beef well when i started fussing around with social media that was actually my age 57 that was a while ago that was well, <laughs> yeah 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 smart ass smart ass, smart ass. anyway uh, <laughs> by the way i was doing you a favor you know the me i didn't tell you what the music was today but i was doing a little uh metal hairband stuff I got nice. some metallica for you there we go yeah you're not you're,
1: even wearing your metallica mask right now
0: no i'm not i but it's in the car i believe it is i have one of the handful literally nice. handful of metallica masks because nice. they sponsor apprenticeship programs yep i can't remember which member of the band it is that is really into that but he uh, put this whole thing together it was
1: james or james and lars that were working yeah. on yeah
0: so. Yeah, and they they were into it, like, you know, for carpenters, electricians, yeah, whatever. And my, and my wife is a director at Clackamas Community College in Oregon, and she handles all that stuff. And they got some money from They that. were the only one that yeah. got some money. And they got five Metallica masks, mm-hmm. and, and I procured one.
1: I should have jimmied your car window down there and grab <laughs> that
0: gotten it. yeah no
1: but so when people I don't know gt i don't know what happened to that thing as i'm wearing it <laughs> yeah, so, yeah yeah
0: but but people look at you when i wear that into stores and stuff and they're like because they'll read what's yeah. on your mask you know yeah. but just the old surgical thing and it says metallica and they're like hmm. and you can see them like looking on their phone sometimes if you're standing in the checkout yeah. line wondering if they can get one yeah you can't you can't you can't those are earned <laughs> those are earned all right back to um, outdoor kitchens here i used pavers Yep. And then on a part of it, I use, it's just concrete. Yeah. Okay. Uh, little truth behind the scenes there. Solid concrete is easier to clean than pavers. Yep. Um, because pavers, you always have to worry about, you know, you get stuff growing out of them, moss and weeds and grass, mm-hmm. and, you know, you you have to kind of do that. I have a very simple method I do, and our, our buddies over at the wall might have a fit if I say this, but I'm going to. I just take my weed burner to it. Yeah. And just burn them out, and then I pressure wash you it just, off. You're just
1: cleaning the grease off. That's what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. The drippings.
0: Yeah. But um, if I was to do it again, I probably would do solid concrete. Solid yeah. concrete. Easier to clean. Um,
1: and you can seal that concrete too. I mean, that's one thing. If you're yeah. worried about that, where you, of course you'll blast the sealant right off it with the weed burner, but if you really want to go through and clean that up, you can go through and pressure wash it, let it dry really good, and hit it with one, one of the good concrete sealers. And then, you know, if you drip some, some animal fat down on that from the barbecue, you can just clean it with a rag.
0: Well, I'm not going to be dripping any tofu on it. I
1: didn't figure you would. No, that's not. Didn't know if you had any lawnmower oil out there either. <laughs> be.
0: Well, if I had the choice between tofu and lawnmower oil. Uh,
1: that's a toss up right there. I would. I'd be,
0: I'd be scratching my head all day. I'd be about tasting
1: that. the lawnmower oil to see how it tastes. Yeah, yeah. I got a mean. salt shaker. There you go.
0: Yeah. So because there's not enough you can put on tofu no. unless it's in hot and sour soup.
1: No, that's true. Yeah, that's I like true. that i like that little lee's kitchen there is what you're yeah talking
0: about. i know what i'm talking about <laughs> um so the other question is i mean people have to to work with the space that they've got yeah all right so when you're looking at it in kind of a um, aesthetic look what's a good thought process for them because i know most people will be just like us and they'll say well i could do this and i could do this and i could do this but you've got budgets mm-hmm. and you've got A limited amount of space to deal with.
1: Yeah, and you've got the job site there too, because you know if you walk off and and if you walk off and do that, you know out the back door, and the door is much higher than everything else. Maybe it makes sense to build a deck up with wood and composites or whatever. But if it's all like at your place where it's fairly level, that's where that concrete or you know or or pavers and block or stone works out really well. Yeah. So a lot of it's just kind of how your layout is and what makes sense, but. For instance with your house is a great example that the pavers made a lot of sense in there. Sure. Because it's a good DIY project for many people, people are going to be more likely to lay down those pavers than they are to actually go out and pour concrete cuz now they got to pay somebody to come in and do it. Most people don't have the the finishing skills to make that concrete pad look good. Right. Or hold up. So a lot of times that pavers, even though, to be honest, the prep work to me on pavers is more than what it is for pouring a concrete slab. Pretty much. You know, there's there's a couple extra steps in there to do it right. And, and that's okay, but that also is going to save you having to pour that, you know, pour the mud out there. And, and I think the pavers move around a little bit better, so you don't have to worry about the cracks and that kind of stuff. If you've got any maintenance, you can pop those up and, and reset them if you have yeah. to. It yeah. still make it look decent, where with concrete, once it starts cracking, you know, you're, you're kind of long for the ride there.
0: The other thing I would suggest to people <clears throat> is ramps. I had some special ramps made because of the amount of grills and stuff I have. Yep. Then, and, and most of the better high-end grills have good wheels on them. Sure. And the ones I've, I'm now starting to use from grill grills back in Michigan, mm-hmm. they they sent me the carts for those and they have pneumatic wheels on them and stuff. And they're nice. great. Okay, Um, because what happens is you've seen it. I've seen it. We've both dealt with it over the years. A lot of the listeners have. You buy a nice grill. Let's say it's a Kamado style um, charcoal grill and it might come, but it's got two wheels, not four. And they're kind like the one I have. Yeah, like the the one you
1: have. Moving that thing around is a dog. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. I like moving it four feet, let alone have to move it between two different decks. Right. I almost tipped it over once moving. I
0: did tip one over. Yeah. That same company. That same company. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, once it goes, it's like a motorcycle. You, you're not stopping it. You're not stopping it. No. But now, um, and another friend of mine, Mike, what he did, he had the same the yeah. same Kamado that you and I did. Yep. He went down. He built his own cart. He went to Harbor Freight, bought some rods, put nice. some wheels on it, slapped in the pins. Then you could get that thing even across gravel. And, nice. it, and it was good you know um but it, it worked for him and he's nice. still using it okay but the ones like i said with like gorilla grills they they come with a really nice trailer um it's got a nice handle on it and so that's why i had the ramps put in
1: building that DAC. if you're going to be building a DAC, there are some big mistakes that people make that they just don't know about right as far as building the wood side because many people maybe they're you know maybe it's like california split level house and so it's a story and a half up or three quarters of a story up and they're working on that wood deck so that's one of those that uh, when we come back we should chat about that a bit there's some good steps
0: we will we're going to be talking about more about decks and barbecue right here on barbecue nation with me jt and my good friend and guest today eric g from around the house please stay with us
1: If you're enjoying J.T. and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G., where we talk home improvement and design. Right here where you catch this podcast, head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome
0: back to Barbecue Nation. I'm J.T. here on the Sun Radio Network. We'd like to thank you for listening. We'd also like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. It's just dang good stuff. And we can mm-hmm. talk about that later. I know Eric knows all about it. And okay. also my friends at Gunter Wilhelm Knives. They have great quality, um, great manufacturing. Those knives have great balance. So give them a look there. Go to GunterWilhelmKnives.com. Don't Jeff sent you there. Um, little Nothing Else Matters here from the background. You, nice. can't, you can't hear it right now, but I it's I know, there. And I
1: don't have my headphones on.
0: Yeah. Um, Dex. Or as they would call them in Australia,
1: deeks. Yes. So yeah, I got. I like that uh, New Zealand deek sealant. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing: when you're talking outdoor building structures, you know the biggest challenge you have is maybe you're you're gonna build it up that frame up. You know what I'm talking about? The frame is the floor joists and the stuff that's holding the deck boards together. Eighty percent of the time, you're building that out of wood. All of a sudden, steel is becoming cheaper, which is ironic because of all of our. Our costs out there are going through the roof right and one of the things you have is like for instance with my house is you're you're building this deck out of pressure treated wood which you can get 20 years out of sure but then you're putting a 50 year deck on top of it now you have a a, a net difference of 30 years what am i going to do and nowadays if you watch the professionals build for weather out there they're actually using a membrane and wrapping the top of the deck board so when the water hits it, just, it kicks it off the side and it doesn't hit that so much. And that's really important, including when it comes up against the house. You know, there needs to be flashing up there from where the house transitions to the deck. Because, for instance, at my house, I had a ton of rot there because over 40 years of yeah. not being done correctly, because that's right. how they did it in the 70s when they built the house. Sure. You know, it took a beating. And so you want to make sure that you're peeling siding back, that you're doing that correctly, using flexible membranes now and doing that stuff. And and the waterproofing stuff that you do now pays dividends way down the road because it'll kick that water off where you want it to, not inside the house or inside the wall, where that's just uh, money going out the drain right there.
0: No pun intended. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think, well, and like my deck is Trex. Yeah. It's great product. Mm-hmm. I found out, I didn't believe them. I tried to take a little piece one day, a little, a little chunk that was off the end of one of the boards and burn it. Yep. You can't. No. So you could spill hot whatever on there and you might make a mark, but you're not going to burn it.
1: Yeah, I got this new stuff that I used on mine, which is cool. It's only been out the last couple of years, made by moisture shield decking. And what it does is I like it for hot weather because it actually reflects the heat. So if you take all the other composites out there and let's say it's an 80 85 degree day, you might have 130 140 deck temperature. Right. This stuff will keep it down to about 90. So it real I I can walk on a on a 90 degree day, I can walk barefoot across it without lighting myself up, which is cool cuz other houses that I've had with with composites not the case on a hot summer day. It gets pretty warm out there. Yeah,
0: it does and I can tell you from um we had a some sort of family gathering it was like the summer after they put in the trek deck. Okay. Okay. It wasn't too long ago. Yeah. And we had four grills going mm-hmm. at the same time. We had a whole bunch of people there. It was a family on my website side get together, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But we had these four grills there. And, of course, me, you know, grill master right in the middle doing all this stuff. And I was sweating bullets. Yeah. Because that deck got hot. I love the deck, don't get me wrong, but uh, that deck got really hot, and with four grills going, plus it was a 95 degree day, so we're cranking in the 120s there on that deck. Easy, you know. Easy. And I had to hydrate heavily. Yes. For other reasons. Is that because of the family, or is yeah. that because of the, the heat? No, the family.
1: That's what I thought. Okay. I, I
0: can take the heat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true but yeah no i mean that's that's that so that's why i picked the product and yeah. it's uh they call it cool deck technology but it's something different you're not going to find it in the home improvement stores but it's out there
0: so here's a question for you yeah what do you do about the weeds coming up through the deck occasionally you'll get a, a random whatever pokes its head up out of the deck and I, you know and so for me it was like they wanted to know if i want to put like a vapor barrier underneath it and i said no because if i spill something hot and that vapor barrier is plastic i'm going to burn that plastic and you could have the potential of a mess yeah a real mess yeah okay so what do you do i mean i still go through and through the lines in the deck and i put um and stuff yep. down and just throw it underneath there so it's really a real random thing if it happens
1: yeah i've got uh i've got uh really tight tolerances on mine so i mean it's about what a 16 penny nail would be with it sure. so i've got that little less than a quarter inch there right uh, and i'm 18 inches off the ground so i'm not i it's all gonna be dark down there plus with my tree cover i have i don't have to worry about it so if you keep those deck boards tight use them like the hidden fastener system and stuff if you keep those down there little chance of those coming up just because you don't get enough sun to creak through those long enough to actually germinate seeds yours you're close to the ground high sun Yep. a little bit different. So and there's water. And there's water. We have plenty of water. Yeah. But even with mine, with the water, I won't get it when I tore my old one out. It had, you know, I had a quarter inch in there. There was, it was, it looked like the surface of the moon down there. There was not a single plant down there growing because right. it just, it didn't get enough sun to grow. You're getting the sun, so you kind of have to treat it that way. I've seen people go through there and hit those cracks with vinegar if they don't want to hit it with the heavy duty stuff. Yeah, that'll work too. But then your deck smells like vinegar, and that's not the best thing in the. Heat. No,
0: not unless you're having a pickle parade yeah, if we're or something pickle
1: parade that's a whole different story
0: yeah that's sounds really weird we're talking about pickles in a jar yes <laughs> not the party at your house on saturday uh, night yeah not my house your <laughs> house your house not my house <laughs> uh, remember i do the bread and butter pickles so, i know <laughs> yeah um but yeah because it's just i've noticed and usually where they'll pop up is where because i have a uh i have a water uh spigot Right there on the corner of the deck. Yep. And that's where they will pop up. Yep. So. And you
1: might be getting some some light around that water spigot area there, too. Sure. So it's 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 really the light that's coming down and getting it. Well,
0: it's going to get more once we take down that big cedar tree. Ooh, buddy. The one that put skylights in our house. Yeah, you had some really cool skylights, but they're little round ones. They were yeah. just good for water. Yeah, they were only about four inches across. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, you know, flowing.
1: Yeah, it looked like you were growing tree branches the way they were sticking up out of there.
0: Yeah, well, we were. Yeah. I still got some stuck in the ground that I can't pull out. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to get the tractor out there. Yeah, gosh. Anyway, um, so just kind of be careful of that. I tend to keep everything trimmed around the edges, you mm-hmm. know, with the weed eaters and stuff. And one of my favorite tools, because I'm kind of a pyromaniac, and, and that is I've got a weed burner. Yep. Um, I've got a couple of them, and one of them is the grill gun that... Um, you know, Blaze, what is it, Blaze Industries or one of those, yep. the, the guy in Oklahoma, um, he was on the show. I'm sorry if I forgot your name. It's just a lot of interviews between yep. them and now. Um, that's really handy Cool. For, for not only lighting your charcoal and stuff, but, you know, burning off little weeds. But then i got the big heavy-duty one like we use on the ranch to burn out the ditches yeah, and the, stuff. The
1: King Ranch edition. I yeah, think. yeah, you know,
0: and that one works really well. And I'll tell you, you hit a little heat around the edges there. Don't go crazy, but a mm-hmm. um, couple of treatments of that. None, it's good. It's good. Yep, you're you're good to go there. Um, you know, trying to check how much time we had left in this segment. We've got units now, like Grilla Grills, and this mm-hmm. isn't a Grilla Grill commercial, but they have, um, you know, what do I want to say? You can build your own outdoor kitchen, mm-hmm. prefabricated. Yep. They look really nice and they work really well, mm-hmm. you know, but they can uh, come out there. And so you can get if you wanted to put four sections, yep. you wanted a big long counter to work on or four different sections with drawers or you can have two or one. And they've got, you know, refrigerators now that you can put out there and all that. So you can kind of custom build. Without really going to a sixty thousand dollar custom built outdoor kitchen, yeah,
1: there are so many options out there. That's a great option right there. There's ones you can get where they're they basically built them all for you and they knock them down and ship them out to you, where right. you just got to assemble them in a few hours. There's a lot of different options out there depending on how custom you want to get. Right. But you're still you're right. You're still having inexpensive solutions compared to doing a custom, and they go together pretty quickly. You know, and they're made to fit together, which is a great right. part, because a lot of times if you go on to one of these companies that just does the boxes for an outdoor kitchen and then you go to another really expensive company for your grill, trying to get those two to play together, you might no. as well just, just start building your own boxes because you're not going to be that much farther ahead trying to get those two to, to work together without tons of modification that doesn't save you any time. And that's, that doesn't make a ton of sense. So what's important, and
0: I'm actually asking this to the listeners, what's important? Is it the, the work surface for you? Is it the, the where you've got places to prep and to clean and to you know, put your serving plates after you're going to pull stuff off the whatever cooking surface you're mm-hmm. using? Or is it the aesthetic look? You see what I'm following? Because the one, the real expensive ones, you're going to be doing some brick and all this stuff. But yeah. you can't move it or change it once, you, once you're once you done. Yep. it's That's it. You're set. You're set. With what we're talking about, these kind of the Ikea of barbecue, <laughs> if yeah. you will, some assembly required. You can change it up. You can add to it. Or you can say, you know, I, I went a little crazy. I'm going to leave that one in the shop and put my wrenches in it or something. Yeah.
1: I mean, the thing is, like with mine that I'm, I'm talking to this company about right now, is I've got an eight-foot run that I'm going to put a a 36 pellet grill and i think yeah and then next to it i'm gonna take up about two or three feet and put a little pizza oven in there wood-fired pizza oven it's a cabinet that the pizza oven's gonna show sure. on and then i'm gonna have a prep station behind with the fridge and some storage cabinets right and that'll be about another eight foot kind of galley style setup yeah. it's gonna be perfect you know and um we're we're kind of working through the design phase of that right now because i need to get that project rolling it's going to be a lot of fun but it's not a sixty thousand dollar setup either. No. I want to do the flat top on mine. I don't know if I'm gonna get there or not, just because with my cooking appliances on the inside right. of my house, I'm getting to the point now where I'm gonna to have to do a, a new gas meter because I've got, you know, my forty-eight inch gas range that's got a flat top on it and six burners and you know everything else. And right. so I'm starting to get to the point of you know, gas meter size is gonna to get to be a big investment. So I might dial that back a little bit. Just because I don't want to spend another 10 grand on it.
0: Sure. Uh, Eric G and I will be back in just a few minutes here on Barbecue Nation, wrap up the regular show. I think he's going to stick around for after hours. You're listening to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Network. Everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef—beef Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm JT, along with uh, Commander Chris, Cam- Camaro Dave, Dave Valve Stems. Not a good talking point. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Seems leaky. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Metallica, Unforgiven. Nice. Unforgiven. The original show with Burt Lancaster and those guys, the old Western, the Clint Eastwood one, yep. or the Metallica song?
1: I got to go Metallica song. Yeah. Uh, I'm a music guy. I saw yeah. Metallica back in '80. She's 86 when they were an opening act. So right. I go way back with those guys. So they're on my top five band list. So, you know right. what I mean? I'm kind of torn now.
0: Don't shoot me, people. Not that this has anything to do with barbecue, but I wasn't. I know it won an Academy Award and stuff. Eastwood's Unforgiven. I like the original one with Burt Lancaster, you know, Audie Murphy, all those guys, um, oh, yeah. Audrey Hepburn. That was much. That was a good movie.
1: I used to watch the old westerns, Rifleman, those kind of things. Yeah. Those were kind of my jams. So I'd probably go with you too. That'd be my number yeah. two, even though I'm a Clint Eastwood fan. Yeah, it wasn't you know? a bad movie. No,
0: it was just like it didn't flow as well as you know the original.
1: I call those director issues versus actor issues because I think that could have been a better movie.
0: Could have been. Clinton directed it though. I know. But just saying. Just saying. All right. Um, little news here meet up in Memphis from uh Amazing Ribs that has been moved forward to the summer of 2022.
1: Oh man, yeah, another cancellation. I know. Well,
0: they just had some people pull back and they it just happens. decided to move it there. And so the Peabody has been good to work with back there, in the hotel with the ducks, you know. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, all that. So, anyway, um I'll I'll be going next year. Nice. And, yeah, I will be going.
1: might have to cruise back there as well for that one.
0: Yeah, that would be good to see. It's going to be a big social gathering.
1: I got a lot of friends out there, so it might be worth uh, might be worth hitting that one up.
0: I'm going to go see Evis. There we go. You see Evis. 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 Got to see Evis. Well, he doesn't talk much anymore, but he's around.
1: Not well, depending,
0: you know what day it is. Yeah, I heard there's ghosts in that place. I'm curious. There is every Mark uh, Mark Cohen's song. Mm -hmm. Memphis? Yep. There's ghosts there. Um, You were talking about something in the last segment. You wanted to...
1: Well, I was, you know, just talking about when you're... A couple things that I want you to think about, too, is is kind of that weather management stuff, you know? If you are a a 365-day-a-year cooking person, like you, like me, you need to have some options. Right. Because if you're just throwing it out on the back deck, there's no cover, and you're in... Palm Springs or Orlando, Florida. Okay. So you're dealing with an occasional rain. And that's really where it starts to get like, ah, not that big a deal. Maybe wind, you know, really not that big a deal, but a lot of all, heat, a lot of heat, but a lot of us in these Northern states like us here, it ends up being a bigger issue where we have, you know, like in the, in our market here in the Portland area, we have four months of rain and you either have to choose to create some kind of cover or not barbecue. Yeah. So we all create some kind of cover. One thing that I would strongly recommend if you've got the space when you're doing it, vent hoods are great in covered patios yep. because um, I'm going to do mine a little different because it's right up against the edge. I'm actually going to put up some uh, uh, slanted corrugated metal that will kind of let that hit and roll out to the outside. I'm just going to let mother nature take care of it. Sure. Cause I'm not, I don't need another hood out there, but since it's just going right out the edge, but if you're putting this in the middle of a much larger covered space That's where you got to be careful with. That covered space is going to be one of those things that you could be damaging a cedar ceiling, uh, beadboard. That could get to be a greasy, ugly mess. So think about where that smoke's going. It's going to discolor things if you don't plan for that.
0: You know, that's a good point because like on my patio, which is where I cook a lot in the winter, the direction that you're actually facing your grill has a lot to do with which side the heat and the smoke goes out. Yep. Okay. So just think about that. Even though like on your, if you got a green mountain grill or grill that you know, the smoke stacks in the center. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you open the lid, that causes a vacuum, the push and push it, runs it out, out
1: towards you. Yeah. Yep.
0: So you got to be thinking about that yeah. a little bit. You know, I don't personally, I don't mind getting a little wet because no. I've grown up here, you know, but I don't want to get drenched either. So I kind of scoop mine in off the edge of the, the patio roof like that under the walkway and so it works out perfect for yeah, that yeah but
1: great example but like my komodo style that i've got yeah it's not really designed to get wet no that was not it
0: it's you don't want those gonna, get it wet inside no, no
1: no you got a problem so that's the problem with me is that i even don't like it when it's hot out there and it's getting wet because that gets to be a, a pretty serious issue
0: right so you got to be careful of that. That ceramic stuff is not made to, not dishwasher safe. Put it no, new,
1: new. A little moisture makes it go pop.
0: Yeah, it doesn't then, go good. Then you're done. Yeah, you're, you don't. now you're
1: paying by the pound to get rid of it at the local landfill.
0: <laughs> if they they they're not easily replaceable. Nope. either. You know, because then you're starting to look at like man, to replace that, I can buy a new one.
1: Yeah, when you have to replace that, it's it's like a putting a it's like putting in a it's like putting in a, a, a compressor in a refrigerator yeah. in your kitchen. The time you're to the time of changing that out, it's just cheaper to go get another refrigerator. And so, yeah, you got to be careful with that. But really, just think about the weather. Think about how you're going to do. One of the things that I like doing, too, is uh, there's a company here in our area that builds stuff for hotels and restaurants called Cascade Coil. You know the um, fireplace screen where they have the coily right. metal? Right. That's, that's what they make. Oh, okay. Around the world, that's what they make. And so um, they make great screens to go around patios because you can put them on a little track, pull them. If you've been in an embassy uh, around the world, you'll see those on the windows because they also work as blast screens as well. So they'll use them to cut the sunlight down, but they also have a nice function because that coiled wire is a great blast screen to keep... uh, you know, anything, windows and things like that kind of contained and not in the area where you're standing.
0: They also keep you from falling out of the window at the British Embassy in Riyadh. I'm, oh. I'm just throwing that out there. It saved you, huh? Seemed to be relevant at the time. time. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Was, Safety's key. Yeah. Well, it was not any treacherous bombing or anything. It was just keeping the vagrants inside the building. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. So I get it. Something. And it, here's another little clue for you. The British embassy in Riyadh, if you ever go there, is much more fun than the American embassy, even though I'm an American citizen. Yep. Much more fun. All right. They don't look at the clock after midnight. There you go. You know, there you they go. Don't count, you know, what time zone. Nice. It's just nice. They're great guys. Eric, um, it's been great to... Uh, to have you in here today, going to stick around for after hours. Sure. Why not? We do that. You can find Eric. You just go to around the house. He is the real original around the house, around the house with Eric G. He's on the sun radio networks. He's got an around the house, Facebook page, website, you know, Twitter, Uh, Instagram, Instagram, LinkedIn, clubhouse. Yeah. All that stuff. And he's pretty accessible if you pay him. So, um, um, but he's good. But I'll tell you what, he's not above answering your questions. If you have any questions about construction or what we've been talking about here today, building decks and outdoor cooking and that, um, if you want to have some grill answers, you can ask me. If you want to do the construction site, ask Eric. So thank you, buddy. I Thanks, appreciate it. Him. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Take care and go out and cook something. Enjoy the masters, everybody.